Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Hey, welcome to the Dropship Podcast, a tactical Tuesday episode. And today, as you saw in the title, we're going to answer the question, do Facebook ads work for high-ticket dropshipping? I think too many people... correlate drop shipping and, and Facebook ads and hopefully this podcast you know breaks it down and shows people a different way yeah absolutely so we do get a lot of questions from people who are you know they've heard about drop shipping in the in the in the nature of low ticket drop shipping Aliexpress drop shipping all of that sort of thing which was really popularized alongside Facebook ads Instagram ads and really any sort of social ads uh, to be honest there are a few other places where you might uh, do do advertising on social media. And look, I think the answer is for high-ticket dropshipping outside of a couple of limited scenarios, the answer is no. Facebook ads are not something that we rely on in any, uh, in any great nature to grow a high-ticket dropshipping business. Yeah, I think you have to look at this, and uh, I know John loves this line, is like, Demand capture versus demand generation. So Facebook is not a demand capture platform. So what I mean by that is you go to Google and you search for something, Google serves you those results. They are capturing the demand that you are having, right? If you go to Facebook, you don't type in what's the best pellet grill on Facebook, right? You're just there to see what your friends are doing or grab the latest dopamine hit that your brain needs or see what grandma's having for dinner. Like you're scrolling your feed and ads are popping in there, which are hopefully relevant to you. Maybe not so much if you're on an iPhone nowadays, uh, but hopefully are relevant to you and they're interrupting you and they're trying to grab your attention. They're, They're trying to generate demand from you. So it's a completely different type of marketing than you would use, uh, for, High ticket dropshipping. These when when you're selling products in high ticket dropshipping, people are already they're looking for something. They already know what they're looking for, and so Facebook ads is just simply not the place to go capture that demand. Absolutely. So when we're doing high ticket dropshipping, you know we're selling products that are already on the market from brands that are already established in their with their particular small market, their niche, whatever you want to say. And so people already have some idea about the products, the brands, and whatnot, and. So that, that, that's where the demand comes from. You're just reselling the product. So when somebody wants to buy something high ticket, and it's really important to pay attention to the psychology of somebody who's buying something. When somebody wants to buy something for $3,000, for $5,000, they don't jump on social media with their wallet out going, oh yeah, I'm just hoping I see an ad here for my $3,000 thing. They go to a search engine almost every single time and they will search for the product that they want to buy. Right? Or they'll search for the brand of the product that they want to buy if they're already somewhat educated about the products in that market. And so where we make most of our money in high-ticket dropshipping is by getting in front of those people, whether it's with a Google ad, with an organic search listing, uh, using SEO practices. That's primarily where our traffic is coming from. Now, I will say, though, there are a couple of circumstances where I personally will use Facebook ads or uh, other ads for high-ticket dropshipping stores. The first of those is for retargeting. So for customers who are already familiar with your business that you want to stay at the front of their mind, you want to encourage them back to your site to complete a purchase and that sort of thing. So we you know, call that warm traffic. I do find for a number of sites I've been involved with that Facebook ads do work 
to either further educate those people, answer their objections, and ultimately bring them back to your site to complete a purchase. Yeah, think about this, right? Like when you're thinking about buying something over $1,000, you've often done a lot of research, right? You're not just like, oh, I heard this grill's great. And they go to uh, Google and type in Memphis, whatever, the whatever, and then you buy on the spot for $5,000. That, that's not how it works, right? So like we want to capture those people via demand capture. And we'll talk about that on a different episode with Google ads. Uh, but we can use Facebook to stay relevant in their minds and we can retarget them with all sorts of goodies, right? We can, you, I'm sure you've been chased around the internet with a picture of the product. That's like the lowest level remarketing that you can do, but there's all sorts of other ones. I actually have this document called remarketing essentials and we made a Patreon about this. If you're not a Patreon member, head to patreon.com slash dropship podcast and go look for the remarketing essentials or, or whatever we retitled it, where we go through all the different stuff that you can do between, you know, static ads and branded ads and video ads and GIFs and, or GIFs or however you like to pronounce it. Um, and and you can retarget all sorts of stuff on Facebook, uh, you know, DPA ads, uh, comparison ads. You can send people back to content, right? If you know they're interested in a product or maybe you think they're comparing products, you can send them back to a comparison article. There's all sorts of stuff you can do with social media, but you're not doing it to a broad, cold audience. You're doing it to, like John said, warm traffic, people who have already been to your website so that you can educate them further or take them one further step in their customer journey, getting them closer to, uh, you know, fulfilling your promise of solving their problem with the product you sell. Hey, just want to jump in here real quick and say, if you're loving this show, the number one thing you can do to help us out is simply go to Spotify or iTunes or whatever you're listening on and smash that follow button, that subscribe button and leave us a review. It really does help us reach more people. And if you've got a friend that you know should be listening to this, send the podcast over to them. We'd love to have them join us as well. And real quick, two quick resources I have for you. If you want to join us in our free Facebook group, you can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash dropship tribe, or just search the dropship tribe. And we also have a paid version of this podcast where you can get even more of John and I and longer form content. You can find that on Patreon at patreon.com slash dropship podcast. All right, back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. And what, one thing I will say about Facebook ads is that I do like about them is that you, you get a lot of creative freedom with Facebook ads that you don't necessarily get with other kind of pay-per-click type ads. You know, you can have a lot of copy. You can say a lot in your ad. You can have a lot of space for imagery or video and all that sort of thing. And so that's that's one of the cool things about those sort of ads that I really like. So um, definitely for retargeting, you have a lot of options. You might have a number of different things you can uh, test to communicate with people to bring them back to your website, um, and and they certainly are useful in that space. I think the only other, the, the only other time that I personally have used Facebook ads that I do like um, for a high ticket dropshipping site. And this is more of an advanced thing, and it, it kind of goes a little bit in line with what I'm saying. But you can use it for cold traffic. Is if you get to the point where you're uh, producing a lot of content for your business, which we certainly do for purposes like SEO and generating organic traffic, you can start using that content as the start of your funnel and use social ads to send people to content on your site where you're going to put that they're going to go into a retargeting list. You're going to try and capture their email address so you can market them your products via email. Um, and that does work well on social media because you can target interests on social media. So let's say I have a site where I'm selling products that relate to uh, water skiing. Let's say I can target people on Facebook who are into, who have demonstrated interest in water skiing. Right? And if I put a piece of content in front of them that's interesting, that grabs their interest, you can get a lot of people visiting your site that way. 
if that page is set up properly to further capture them um, and, and nurture them towards your products, then that can be a good strategy. But I will stress that that's an advanced strategy. I would not be doing that in the beginning with a high ticket dropshipping business. That's something I'd be doing when I'm already profitable, I'm already making money, and I can carry the cost of that advertising because there isn't an immediate payoff on that. You're not getting conversions like that same day that you're paying for the ads. It's a bit more of a funnel, a longer funnel type thing, but it can work really well. And as, as an additional advanced traffic generation strategy, if you've got a fairly mature business, that can be a good way to go. Yeah, maybe this doesn't sound so good, but John and I did zero prep for this episode. And I'm actually glad you went there because I was going to go to that same direction. Like once you're further down the road and you've actually built out content, you can use that content to go target cold audiences. If you can find their interest, Facebook's pretty good. Like I'll give you an example. We uh, we order from uh, a food delivery company here at my, at my house, right? Uh, and when we were researching those, we, we looked at a couple different ones that we were comparing. Got cookied. Uh, all of a sudden I can't scroll my Instagram feed without seeing one of those companies. I clicked one cause I was like, Oh, that's a good offer. I click that. And now that's, you know, every third post on Instagram is uh, sponsored content as you're scrolling there. And now it's just every food delivery company that's ever existed. That's my whole feed. Right. And so Facebook or Instagram meta is very good at understanding people's interests and serving them more, uh, content. So if you can think of something that's, you know, hazard to say, click baby in your vertical, it's going to work. You're going to get in front of the right people and then it's on you to capture that email and take them through a customer journey or cookie them and retarget them with more content that takes them down a customer journey. But again, this is a very advanced tactic, but I'm glad you brought it up, John. And I'm glad we're both on the same page there. It can work. It's just not what you do out of the gates. You don't interrupt, interrupt somebody with this type of marketing. If you want to make sales out of the gates in a high ticket dropshipping business, you do that on Google. And I've got to say, I mean, this is one of the things I love about high ticket dropshipping and to get a little bit controversial here with some people, uh, is that I like the fact that we don't have to rely on social ads to make sales. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Facebook ads is a crappy platform to have to rely on. It's unpredictable. You get locked out of your account all the time. I mean, we've even found that here at Dropship Breakthrough <laughs> with ads that we run here. Uh, you can lose access to your pages and you know the costs can vary wildly day to day. With the other, with the traffic sources we use, Google Ads, you know, organic traffic, those problems don't really exist ever, right? Um, I've never been personally locked out of my Google Ads account. Never. You better be knocking on wood real hard over there because we, we definitely know a couple people, right? They were, for instance, selling in the U.S. and didn't live in the U.S. and they were having issues that way. But, uh, I mean, it does happen. It just, you know, at a 1% clip compared to a 100% clip, like, you're going to get suspended on Facebook. It's going to happen. Yeah, every single person I know that's run Facebook ads for any length of time or with any, with a reasonable amount of budget has lost access to their account at least once and in some cases has never got access to that again, right? And they can't get any support from Facebook. They can't get any help. They can't get a rep on the phone, nothing. Uh, or if the, at best, it takes months and months, right? So we don't have to deal with any of that. Like, I mean, sure, that might happen to you when you're doing a bit of retargeting, but that's not going to be the end of your business. You know what I mean? Uh, and I know people who have literally had to shut down their low-ticket dropshipping business because they couldn't run the ads that were making them money anymore, like overnight. And that really sucks. Uh, and, and so I think that's a great thing about high-ticket dropshipping. We don't, it's super rare, super rare for that to happen. 
yeah, your goal, your goal with social, right? It doesn't matter whether it's Facebook ads, TikTok ads, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever it is, your goal is to get an impulse purchase, right? And some of the best marketers in the world, they're actually just hoping to break even so they can sell them more stuff. Uh, and so you can imagine with a $5,000 pellet grill or $3,000 water skiing equipment or whatever it is, you're not going to get an impulse purchase. You're not going to get somebody excited enough to pull the trigger on that immediately if they weren't already doing research, if they weren't already down the funnel. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, Facebook ads, I use them. I use them for marketing. I use them for a little bit of cold traffic generation in more advanced businesses. But uh, the answer is no. They, they they don't work for high-ticket dropshipping in the way that most people are thinking about it as far as demand generation. Burn. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business.